0: Hi, this is Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, host of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I want to serve you. This pandemic has been so hard on America's small businesses and on just America in general. If you're ready to start your dream business, boy, do I have a great offer for you. I am giving away 1,000 copies of my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Over 100,000 people have this book. It has been printed in multiple languages around the world. And I wanted to find a way to serve America's small businesses in this pandemic and so I'm giving away a thousand copies of my book all you have to do to get your copy is head over to begin my slash free offer to sign up for your copy all you have to do is pay shipping and we will mail one out to you I am so excited about this I want to serve you grab your copy today
1: ending small business failure
0: Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I want you to know that today's show is all about developing the leadership and sales systems to scale your business. We're also going to be talking about wealth. What is it? How can you contain it, especially if you're a woman or a girl? And also, we want you to know that they're going to be sharing some great insights tonight. And if you've been thinking about these things, if you've been trying to figure out how to scale or what you needed to put in place so that you could scale your business, you're in the right place. If you're struggling with feast or famine sales in your business, we've got some great information for you tonight. The Small Biz Chat Podcast is a peer-to-peer interview show where we get you invaluable information that you would otherwise have to pay big dollars for. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. Tonight's guests are business transformation coach, Jeff Chastain. He's going to be talking to us about getting your business ready to scale. He's led multiple businesses himself. He is the CEO of Admentis. They work with growth-oriented leaders and their teams to gain clarity and get the most out of what they want from their business as they build a plan to scale. For more information, you can go to admentis.com. Jeff, welcome to the Small Bitch Chat Podcast. Hey, thank you for having me on. So, tell me about you. Like, you know, how did you learn all this great knowledge about how to scale a business? Have you done it?
1: (laughs) Well, yes, and that's that's kind of the story of most business owners. A lot of trial and error, and and, then a lot of books and other things like that. But yeah, a lot of trial and error through through several businesses myself. So it's it's definitely a lot of learned knowledge for sure.
0: Now I know that. I have read that you say that you rarely see businesses operating at their full potential. When you think there's everybody's leaving money on the table, Jeff, what's going on? Tell me why you say that. They,
1: In all honesty, they really are. I I deal with a lot of businesses that are are profitable, but the thing that most business owners don't see, and we may touch on this later on with the, the financial side, is they look at the business overall and say it's profitable, but they may have five product lines here, and they don't know one of those product lines is carrying the business and the other four are potentially dragging them down. It's like, okay, if you really knew the numbers, if you knew what was going on in the business down to that level, you might say, hey, let's get rid of those other four product lines, put more resources into the one that's actually moving forward. And I've seen businesses literally do a 10 times increase in top line revenue without any change in headcount or anything else, just by saying, okay, let's actually operate a little bit more efficiently here and figure out what can we do better with the same team, with the same people, and it's it's amazing some of the turnarounds, some of the, the hidden nuggets that are really inside that business.
0: That's really fascinating. I wouldn't have thought that, that there are people that you you like you have to convince them to stop doing something to make money. That, that, it it like,
1: really is. It's the, the old saying of, uh, I think it's the worst phrase in the English language, is we've always done things this way, and a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we just get those blinders on, and this is the way we do things. This is what's going on, and... I, it sounds self-promoting, and I try not to try not to go that way, but it's like, to me, the the business leaders that I've talked to, both my clients and not, have said the biggest turning point is when they bring in an outside coach, an outside advisor, a board of directors, something like that. Somebody that is outside has potentially climbed the mountain before them, but understands and can see and ask, really, why are you doing things that way? Because a lot of times when we're down in the trenches, we don't see it at that point.
0: I definitely have worked with businesses that are like at a million and like they're trying to get to, you know, like 5 million. And one of the biggest things that I've always heard people say was when we hired a CFO, everything got better in the business because they, them and their accountant were meeting, you know, quarterly, they were getting financial statements monthly, but people don't completely know how to read their financial statements and they're not tracking profitability down to the nitty gritty, like what you're talking about. So I believe what you're saying. Now, if somebody is thinking about scaling their business, what do you think the
1: first thing is they really need to do? Well, it really kind of depends upon the business in my perspective that it's, I look at it as the adage, the parable of of how do you build a a building a house on the rock versus house on the sand kind of a thing that obviously, hopefully we're on the tailing edge of this, this pandemic, but whether it's a pandemic or whether it's a a key employee leading, whatever, there's going to be storms, there's going to be shifts in the market and it all comes down to the foundation of the business. And so does the business have a strong foundation or is it still running effectively in that startup phase where the owner's wrapping more duct tape around the business, wrapping their arms around the business, trying to hold it together. And until that owner can say, hey, let's actually put the people in in place, put the systems in place, things like that to build out that foundation, it's really effectively never going to scale because honestly, the owners sitting there strangling the business right there by trying to keep their hands wrapped around and in everything at that point so it's almost to me it's a mindset shift of the owner and the leadership team first and foremost to say okay we don't necessarily know everything we're not the experts in everything we can delegate and trust our people and then help effectively grow out the company at that point
0: so what do you think are like the four key pillars of successfully scaling a business
1: well, I look at it in four different areas. Like you said, it's looking at the overall strategy. So you've got to have your, your roadmap, your end goal, where are we trying to go to with the company? I look at it as saying, okay, again, climbing the mountain, what's our pinnacle? What's the point of the mountain that we're going to? And it's got to be a, a bigger picture goal that gets everybody excited about, honestly, it's if I forget what the saying was that if, if your goal doesn't set, doesn't at least partially scare you, it's not big enough kind of a thing. So having that strategy to reach for what's, what's our goal and how we're going to get there. And then the second part of it, the complementary part is the execution side. And it doesn't matter how great of a plan you've got. If you're not executing in a, a strong manner, you're never going to reach it. And then vice versa kind of a thing. If you're executing with no plan, you're going nowhere. So those two keys there. And then obviously, the third piece is the people side. You've got to have the right people in the business, right? Functions, the right processes, things like that, but it all comes down to people. Almost any time I'm dealing with a, a business and there's issues going on, there's a there's a people issue somewhere at the at the root of that. And then the last side we kind of already touched on is simply the cash side. You've got to understand the cash flow through the business. You've got to understand your, your time to close on deals, how how quick can we get profitable? Things like that. That everything's got to be driven on the numbers. That if you're not paying attention to the numbers, if you're just looking at, hey, we've got money in the bank account. That works in the early days, but it doesn't work in a, a scaling growing business at that point. So it's really looking at all four of those areas together, making sure that they're all built up together rather than focusing solely on one, one piece or one component of the business, which I, I see a lot of people, because that's they, they work in their expertise. They work in their lane. So if my, my lane is numbers or my lane is strategy, then that piece is almost invariably going to be the stronger component. And the other areas of the business will suffer. So you've got to keep a, an eye really on all four Pillars right there. Make sure your foundation is supported across the board, not just on one one corner or one edge.
0: It's amazing to me, like how many times I feel like, you know, business problems are like not so well hidden personal problems. You know what I mean? And so, and, and, I, and I was wondering if that has been your ha- case as well as you go into businesses and you, cause I don't know about you, but I can go into a business and be there about an hour and ask enough people questions and I can tell you what's wrong. Usually, usually on my first day, my first visit. And so, and a lot of times you come into businesses sometimes that are a cult of personality of the business owner. and And so I was wondering how often are you kind of seeing some of those things?
1: Oh, it's, it's it's almost every time. It's it's the ones the the big red flags to me always are sitting down in front of the leadership team, and you ask one of the other leaders a question, and their first glance is at the CEO. Okay, can I really answer this? Can I really say what's what's going on? It's like okay, there's there's the first problem right there. Is we everything again is driven off of that CEO, that visionary, which in some respects, it's, hey, they're the big idea person, but at the same time, you got to be able to have the full team environment right there in order to grow it. That's one of the, that's where I see, okay, that's red flag. You're not growing right there until we can separate some people here and actually have some independent minds and some independent ideas.
0: Right. So what do you feel like are, in order to have an effective sort of like business vision, business leaders have to make that vision actionable. I almost feel like, uh, you know you know how everybody's website says they're gonna save you time and money like that's kind of how i feel about business vision right i mean it's like my vision is you know what i mean it's like it's like these it's almost so one of the things that super makes me crazy is when people talk about annual revenues like we're gonna make 2.3 million this year you know what i don't care about that what i want to know is how much money did you have to make this week and did you make it and if you didn't, do you know why? And what are you going to do next week to make up for the revenue you didn't make this week? That is the conversation I have with people. I don't let people tell me, oh, we're going to make $50,000 this month. Or, or you know, okay, well, where where is that coming from? Is that just, an, you know, some aspiration that you just, had? You know, I mean, so I try just, I ask you that question knowing my own sarcastic self inside my head is going, yeah, right, I can't wait to hear this answer, right? Because <laughs> I'm always like, <laughs> Business vision. Let me take out my mini violin for that. So so tell me, what does that say to you? And what do you how do you work that, you know, with the people that you work with?
1: Yeah, to me, vision, honestly, is something separate. It's it's to me, it's the the story of JFK back when we were pre trip to the moon, and he's walking through touring NASA in the middle of night kind of a thing late after hours comes across a janitor in the hallway, and the janitor's cleaning the floor, kind of a thing. But just being friendly, asked him, "Hey, what's your name? What do you do here?" And the janitor, instead of saying, "Yes, I'm cleaning the floor," or "Yes, I'm cleaning up after the the idiot that spilled his coffee through here last night," says, "I'm helping put a man on the moon." And that's the vision. That's that's the say of okay, what are we going to be on the as a company to say, okay, what's our moonshot goal? What's our long term goal there? And getting the entire team bought into that, that he's not sitting here looking at, yeah, I'm a $10 an hour janitor cleaning the floors here after hours. And, oh, wait a minute, somebody else is going to go pay me $12. I'm jumping over there. He's got a much bigger picture buy-in to say, yes, I'm part of something bigger. And that having that with your team pulls everybody in the same direction and say, okay, we're actually going to pull together and work towards this. We've got more buy-in than just saying it's another job. Because if it's just a job, honestly, that's corporate America. That's not everybody's there just for it's a paycheck. It's it's a nine to five. Why am I here? Kind of a thing.
0: It's health benefits, have, right? That's yeah. We is.
1: don't have that luxury in, in small to mid sized business. We've got to have people bought into this and really pulling that way. And to me, that's the vision that says, okay, who are we as a company, our culture? Where are we going? What's our big moonshot goal? And how are we going to get there? Then we take what you're talking about and say, okay, from the execution standpoint, we've got this big elephant goal out here at 10 to 15 years. How, do we, how are we gonna eat that elephant? That's the point we start backing it down and saying, okay, one bite at a time, what's your bite this week that's gonna get us closer there? And we didn't make our bite, we didn't get there. Okay, how are we gonna make it up? But it's getting down to that point of execution to say, okay, one bite at a time, how are we going to get there? But your vision's gotta be the big picture to say, okay, what do you, what's your team excited about? Why are we on this journey? Why are we out there? Are we just to be another CPA firm, another IT firm? Or is there something bigger in mind that we're pick your pick your goal kind of a thing there. And that's that's really where I work with clients to say, hey, we got to get something bigger here than just being another CPA firm here. Why is your team want to come work for just another CPA firm here? we got to get something bigger here that they really buy into and they really feel a part of at that point and want to work towards.
0: Sounds good, sounds good. You are watching the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Everson, the Small Biz Lady. Stay with us. We're gonna talk more about how to position your leadership to scale your business when we come right back. Stay with us. People always ask me, how can I become my own boss? With multiple features in the New York Times, Forbes, and on ABC News as America's number one small business expert, I know a thing or two about how to do it. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and I've been coaching small business owners since 2008. That's right. I've been helping small business owners plan for success since the last recession. And I'm still here reaching over 3 million small business owners a week online. I've spent the last 12 years compiling exactly what I did to become my own boss. I even broke it down into a six-step system in my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Over 100,000 people in multiple languages around the world have this book. And due to the pandemic, I know people need help. If you're ready to transition successfully from being an employee into your own business, I'm here to help. I'm giving away 1000 copies of become your own boss in 12 months for free. All you need to do is pay for shipping. That's right. I'm giving away a thousand copies for free. If you've always wanted to start your dream business, let me give you a roadmap to success. This offer will only be available while supplies last. And when they're gone, they're gone. Click on the button to grab your copy today. Welcome back to the Small Bitch Chat Podcast. I am here with my guest, growth expert, Jeff Chastain. And we're talking about how to boost your leadership to scale your small business. All right, Jeff, so let's talk about, you know, okay, I want to scale my business. It costs money to make money, right? Where where are you going to find this money? And and, and how, what kind of money do you need to be thinking about even when you want to make investments in your business to scale?
1: Well, it definitely, the, the saying or whatever is it takes money to make money kind of a thing. And it definitely has some truth to it. But most of the time as business owners or as people in business, we're looking at that and saying, well, that means I need to go get a loan or that means we need to go get investments, something like that. But kind of going back to what we talked about before I've yet to really run into a business that was operating at its true potential kind of a thing that there's there's almost certainly money in terms of profitability, things like that, efficiencies, et cetera, in the business already that you can maximize right there to say, okay, let's again, get more profitable, get more efficient with our team, making sure everybody's pulling the same direction there. We can get a lot more accomplished just with the same resources without saying, hey, we're going to go double headcount or something like that. And then really the other side of it these days is there's really been, a to me, a big shift in the market with a lot of the fractional and virtual kind of expertise out there, that you don't have to go pay $120,000 to bring in a CFO, especially at a small business. You honestly don't even need a full-time CFO or something like that. You can go find a, a fractional person that's just there for one day a week or something like that, provides you the expertise that they've got, but still at a much smaller fractional kind of cost right there. So to me, the the ability to go build a business these days with fractional resources, with virtual kind of, uh, it's called virtual or referred to it as virtual, but still the, the remote workers kind of a thing. I was dealing talking with a staffing firm earlier, actually just today that is based specifically for the legal industry of pulling in remote work and especially these days since everybody's used to doing zoom work right now you can basically it really doesn't matter as to okay is your marketing rep over here on the the west coast versus you're on the east coast or are they down in central america kind of a thing and working at honestly a much less pay scale right there just because of their locale and there's a lot of different resources right there that you can scale without having to have the really big cost there
0: well, let's talk about staffing, because I do think that's one of the things that comes up. Sometimes you you have your team you started with, but then you can outgrow your team. Right. And so how is it that you sort of like start looking at your staff and then sort of looking at what you might need to outsource strategically to grow?
1: Yeah, it's definitely a case that as the business grows, you you I've, I've seen a lot of businesses outgrow their staff. Like you said, it's the it's the person that was yeah, all we got to do is handle the books. We got to keep QuickBooks up to date. No big deal, kind of a thing. And now all of a sudden we're handling full accounts receivable for a hundred clients, and it just gets literally beyond them at that point. So it's it's definitely a case as you continue to grow to sit there and honestly, reevaluate the roles and figure out, okay, do we have, I use a system called top grading that's sitting there looking at each role to say, okay, what are the different responsibilities for this role? Having them to find out, having really measurables from a both a a culture standpoint as well as a actual skills kind of fit to say okay are you still meeting these goals and having quarterly conversations or so at that point to be able to realize and say because a lot of times those kind of people that it, it's the the friend that's doing your books or whatever for you they're they're wishing you would let them out of that job that they they really realize themselves that this is way beyond them but they feel indebted to you to say hey we're we're going to keep doing this and having that conversation having that realization there to say, yeah, I really am way over my head here. Let's let's go look for something else is it's a tough conversation. But a lot of times, if you can put the metrics and everything behind it to realize have a, a quantifiable conversation that, okay, we're not getting the annual reports or we're not getting the, the monthly reports on time. What, what's going on? Or we're not meeting our, our company values of being open and honest all the time. What's going on? And it gives you that opportunity to have those conversations better. And at that point, honestly, yeah, you've got to move some people around or potentially re- replace some people. But it's so many times I deal with business that just doesn't, they're not clear. They don't have the clarity. That's that's why Clarity is one of my biggest pieces right there. It's like you just don't understand what's going on in the business because you don't have the numbers, you don't have the data, you don't have the metrics there. And therefore, it just causes stress, confusion really across the board at that point.
0: Mm. Well, this is my question for you, Jeff. A few years ago, I had the opportunity to speak at South by Southwest and One of the other speakers down there was Mark Cuban, and it was interesting because that was the first time I ever saw him interviewed when it wasn't like this high-pressure Shark Tank-like kind of situation. He answered a question, and he said that there are no shortcuts in scaling a business, and I was wondering what, what your thoughts are on that.
1: I don't know that I would necessarily call it a shortcut. I was going to say I, I would disagree because a lot of times I'll talk with clients or business owners, like say, okay, do you want to go the fast route or do you want to go the slow route? Because most business owners technically can figure this all out themselves. Today, there's uh, to me, it's almost information overload. There's so much information out there. The information, the tools are out there. Do you want to spend the time? Do you want to spend the money? Do you want to spend the trial and error to go figure it out all yourself, which you probably can do? Or Do you get the outside resources? Do you bring in the coach? Do you bring in the fractional CFO? Do you bring in the the board of directors kind of a thing? And honestly, speed that up quite a bit because they're going to be the ones that says, hey, I've been down this path. Why are you doing that? Why are you making this decision? Have you looked at this XYZ here? And they're going to help you move it a lot faster. So whether you call that a shortcut or not, there are definitely ways to leverage people that have been there before you, that have gone that guide that's been up that path before you and make it be a lot smoother, a lot faster, a lot less painful journey than figuring it out yourself. But I don't know whether you call that a shortcut or not.
0: Well, no, I mean, I think it's perspective, right? So I think that when you build something from the ground and it takes you X number of years to scale it, it will feel like, you know, every every inch was a mile, Right. I do think that we've gotten into this society, especially it's like everybody wants to be a boss, right? Until they actually have to be one. And so because we're, we're into this mentality of get rich, everybody can be a boss, you know, people listening to Grant Cardone, all these people and I'm like, stop listening to those people, please. Anyway, so, you know, you know there, Tim Ferriss's book was a lie. I'm tired of telling people that, you know, like the four hour work week, he didn't start out working four hours a week. You know, so anyway, you know, I, I digress. But my point simply is, is that I worry about just shortcut and the word business being in the same sentence, right? I do think that you can go faster with help than you can alone, right? Sure, we can all figure it out. We can order all the books off of Amazon or listen to them all on Audible whatever. But why do that? I mean, I think we should do some of that. But I do think that, we need to make sure that we are being honest you know, about what we can handle and what we can't. And the first person we have to be honest about being above water with skill set is the business owner. Like you've got yeah. to be able to be honest with yourself about whether or not you're the person to lead a business that's $10 million in revenue versus $1 million in revenue. Like, are you ready to go there? And I, and I think that kind of comes, it comes back to all of
1: that. I definitely agree with it. And I think it's really the the key point of, like you said, moving to that next level. Are you Are you willing to step back? Because the reality is the systems and tools that got you to a $1 million business or a $5 million business are not going to take you to a 10 or a 50 at that point. You've got to change. You've got to grow. And whether that's completely stepping back for another ceo or whether that's simply saying i've got to bring smarter resources honestly around me that it's it's the saying of if you're the smartest one in the room you're in the wrong room kind of a thing there and that's true with with business right there you you can't be ceo shouldn't be the smartest person in the room they they've got their lane of expertise but they should constantly be putting additional resources additional expertise around them
0: definitely definitely well thank you so much jeff that was such great insight what is your favorite podcast
1: Oh boy, there's, I've got so many on there. Um, business made simple. Just talking about the structures and the capabilities that need to go build, building a business, and they tie it into a it's an it's an airplane metaphor that they're using. Really, really great visual on it. But yeah, just a, a fun podcast. A lot of just lively talk right there with their group. And I think they're they're pretty much brand new this year, bringing that one out.
0: Okay. All right, Jeff, what is your favorite business app?
1: One, it's, it's the only sort of business app, but it's called Pocket Cast. It's actually a, a fairly new app. It's just an aggregator, really, for a bunch of different podcasts. But it brings in the podcast for you, queues them all up for you, shows you you've got new episodes up to listen to. And it's just, it goes back to the productivity side of a time saver there just to keep track of, of all the different podcasts you want to listen to and make sure you're up on the latest ones there.
0: All right, so what is it called again, Jeff? Pocket Cast,
1: C-A-S-T-S.
0: Oh, Pocket Cast. Okay, because I yeah. thought you said Pocket App, and I'm like, okay, got it. No, got it. it's close. Right. That's why next she worried question- me there, but
1: no, it's different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, next question for you is, Jeff, what is your favorite old school marketing tip? I would say it's more, it's
1: almost an extension off of Sharice, but it's more the conversation. Can you have that conversation? It's all about conversations of just being with them, being in their life, understanding what's going on, not coming out with a direct hard sales pitch it's, it's it's literally a conversation about business, about life, whatever, and just having those conversations, having real relationships there rather than constantly being in the sales mode.
0: Right. So just calling somebody and just asking them how they're doing versus like the hardcore sell. My my favorite old school marketing tip is actually handwritten letters. I love sending people handwritten notes. That's my favorite. All right. Last question. Best business book you ever read. Go.
1: Oh, I've got a whole bookshelf full. I don't know about picking a best one, but the the one I'm reading right now, the newest one I've got is called 212. It's the the degrees of change or the, the extra degree is what it is. And it's the idea that, OK, the difference between a pot of warm water and a pot of boiling water and steam that can go power out of locomotive is simply one degree of change, one degree of action. So you don't have to go reinvent the world. It's literally one degree change can make all the difference there between something that works and something that doesn't work.
0: Listen, thank you guys so much for being my guest tonight on the Small Biz Chat Podcast. And thank you all for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. For more information about how to start and grow a successful small business, head over to succeedasyourownboss.com or you can check out one of my brand new courses, on Small Biz Lady University. Thank you all. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. And I leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. Good night, everybody.
1: Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.